0: what's up everybody welcome to the life coach zach podcast i'm your host zach rance certified life coach certified nutritionist mental health advocate i like to bring guests on here that are leaders in their chosen field whether it's a doctor or nutritionist or maybe just another life coach or spirituality coach and i'm just grateful for the opportunity that i can share it with you guys i hope you enjoy thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come to the Life Coach Zach podcast. It's a pleasure to have you here today. To everyone that's listening, um, my guest Pyle. She is founder of the SVA Wellbeing System. She's a meditation and yoga teacher and a life and well-being coach. Pyle, how are you doing today?
1: Hi, Zach. Thank you for having me. I'm having a good day so far. Thank you for inviting me to the podcast.
0: Absolutely. Thanks so much for coming. So on this season of the Life Coach Zach podcast, I'm talking a lot about well-being, right? And I know it's a very general, very vague term, but can you tell the audience your definition of well-being?
1: My definition of well-being is, um, is physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual, right? It, it has all the four elements and one cannot exist without the other.
0: Interesting. Physical, yeah. spiritual mental and what was the last one emotional right mental emotional. okay is there one that's more important than the other
1: no i don't think well i mean let's i mean that thing is we fragment all of it what i mean is it's all the it's all the same thing
0: got it okay it's all the same thing so what are some of the steps that someone can take to evaluate and almost like take inventory of someone's well-being
1: Again, I think breaking it down into four parts like this helps. So you know where you stand physically, how you physically feel, and whether, whether it refers to your general health, uh, you know, whatever it is that you measure, um, how, what, what's the quality of your thoughts and how are you generally feeling? Are you feeling happy, enthusiastic, energized, right. Um, right. or you're feeling on the lower end of the spectrum? And again, being able to see it objectively, right? We, we as humans want to always feel better and avoid what is not feeling good, but being able to see it objectively um, and then seeing how you move towards well-being is, uh, yeah, there's, I think breaking it down into mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, sort of in your mind helps you sort of take the right steps in the right direction.
0: Mhm. Absolutely. I love what you said to uh like be conscious of your your quality your thoughts, but I feel like so many people aren't even conscious of their own thoughts. It's hard to be aware of our own thought processes, right? And and that's what I think meditation yes. has done for me. Like meditation has Done, have had such a profound positive impact in my life and I think where it's led to the most results is increasing my awareness of my emotional intelligence increasing my awareness of my thoughts increasing the awareness that I'm aware so yeah. you know I think meditation is the foundation for that can you agree
1: yes so awareness of the awareness right being able to see your thoughts being able to see them from a distance right often i think suffering happens when you're either too physically identified with your body or too identified with your emotions or too identified with your thoughts right so meditation Mm -hmm. helps you create that space
0: Mm -hmm. so tell us more about your meditation practice
1: So my meditation practice started, um, so my background is in yoga, right? I was, I was, uh, I had a quite a rough childhood, let's say, and, and I, um, started yoga at the age of 17, but in the initial years, it was more the physical element, right? Because I was very identified with my physical body, right? As a teenager. Um, so it was more the physical element in the first couple of years, um, and then Gradually, I moved into more of the meditative practices. Um, my foundation is in yoga only because I feel like it's a very systematic system, or let's say it's a system to that allows your body to be prepared to meditate, right? Because I very often, we find that the body is not ready, and the body is not separate from the mind. So I feel like having a system that prepares your body to meditate and, of course, yoga has breath work and meditation is, in fact, the final step of the whole yogic process, right? Mm-hmm. So that's how I started my practices. But over time, of course, I have uh, I've trained in mindfulness. I've, uh, I teach also some mindfulness practices, which I think have been very valuable. So again, meditation can go in the intention of meditation. Can, depending on the intention, it can be a healing process. It can be a you know, uh, it can be, you can work towards something that you desire through meditation. You can, uh, you can create what you want, or you can just simply find calm, right? Again, depends on what the intention is of the practice.
0: Right, right, exactly. And you
1: also notice that as you evolve through the years, right, different phases of your life is going to, is going to bring you a different kind of challenge. And maybe you need to tweak your practice a bit, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like that intelligence also comes from from knowing what is working for me now. So it's not like I'm, I mean, I have at least tried different meditation practices in different phases of my life. Uh, like I mentioned, I moved across continents, across countries, across cities in this past 10 years. And the practices that have supported me now have been slightly different from what I was probably doing a year ago. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Med- meditation practice practices definitely evolve over time. And I think the most important thing is being consistent with your meditation practice. It doesn't matter if you're doing mindfulness meditation, transcendental meditation, open monitoring, open monitoring or visual type meditation, guided meditation on a the Calm app or Headspace or even on YouTube. But as long as you're doing it right, there's, so, there's a laundry list of benefits that meditation provides. And mindfulness is is one of them being able to live in the moment and like you know witnessing and acknowledging and being aware of our senses as they're happening in real time. And one of my favorite mindfulness practices is when I'm washing my hands or doing the dishes. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't just wash my hands to clean my hands and get them dry so I can go on about my day. I wash my hands because I'm washing my hands. Yeah. And I'm doing the dishes and washing the dishes because I'm washing the dishes. Can you tell us some of your favorite mindfulness practices and some of the practices that you teach your clients? Um,
1: so for me right now, I'm working with with a couple of clients who are who are sort of more into the anxious side of things, right? Or they're stressed out. Um, and I think mindfulness, again, I do talk about these little practices. So for me, I practice mindful eating, right? That's, that's something mm-hmm. I don't I, do, I don't use distractions and I, I don't have anything when I'm eating or cooking. So that's one thing. I'm not very mindful while washing my hands, definitely. Um, yeah. So for me, I do more of these uh, uh, loving kindness, meta meditation. These are more in the mindfulness realm, right? These are not traditional, traditionally taken from yoga as such. Uh, but I find the meta meditation, the loving kindness, very, very healing and it, drops you right into the moment right now and you can do that while you're doing driving or while you're driving or while you're cooking right
0: how do we do that
1: so just the just the three lines right i'm loving awareness i'm loving awareness what is the goal of meditation right it's connecting you to that awareness that is there right no matter what is happening or what you're doing there's a part of you that is free from free from suffering, free from fear, free from disease, free from everything, right? So that you can stay connected to that part of you doing anything. And once you know that, that awareness is like, it's almost like a background running behind you, right?
0: So you can, I am loving awareness.
1: Yes, I am loving awareness. Or may I be happy? May I be free? And you can also wish the same for the others, right? So if you're meeting someone you know or you don't know, right? Maybe it's 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 the guy who's delivering something to you. So you can just silently send out that that wish. May mm-hmm. you be happy? May you be free? May you be free from suffering? Right? Like you could send it out to others or you could do it for yourself as well.
0: That's interesting because when... I heard you say "I am loving awareness," and I repeated it in my head. Yeah. It gave me a type of feeling.
1: It gave, it gave me a very
0: pre- yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. It gave me a very present feeling. My heart opened up. You yeah. know, I felt like a a vibration in my body. I felt that energy raise. You know, so that that is really interesting. I am loving awareness. Yeah. I am loving awareness. Oh yeah. That's I mean, really it's right. almost
1: an automatic response to bring the focus to the heart in that that at that point, right?
0: Mm. And that was something I'm glad that you mentioned that because that was something I really didn't get a full grasp on for the first couple years of meditation. I always thought meditation was a lot to do with consciousness and mental attention and focus and free will and awareness, right? Yeah. But more so recently, I started meditating from the heart center. Mm -hmm. And I started to have my intentions not be from my mind, but more so from my heart. Mm -hmm. And, you know, nothing's better than connecting the mind with the heart, right? Your emotions with your mental health. And that was something that I'm still trying to work on. So do you have any advice for someone who is meditating that wants to be better at meditating from the heart?
1: I think you can't, I mean, I think, the, the, like I said, the intent, like you, a lot of people who are coming to meditation from the health realm, right? Like they want to be more focused or high performance, all of that. That's a great intention to have, but I just think that you cannot go wrong with it. So you can't be a, I think the, 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 um, the desire to be a better meditator that itself doesn't exist. Right. Hmm. There is no, how do you, like, you can't go wrong here.
0: Right. Right. I say it all the time. Meditation is a practice. You cannot succeed practice. and you can't fail.
1: Yeah. You can't fail. It's a practice. It's not, there's no end to it. It's just, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a practice. That's it.
0: Pure consciousness. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah! Wow! I, you know what? It's funny. I have a lot of meditation coaches on my podcast. I have a lot of um, spirituality teachers on my podcast, and I love hearing everyone's perspective. It's very interesting. Who I are some think, of your? Yeah,
1: I think any practice that's taking you look or is making you look inward, right? Whether it's mindfulness, it's self inquiry, it's reflection, contemplation, concentration, prayer, breathing. You know, anything that's taking you inward is is what adds to your whole whole experience of meditation, right, and mm-hmm. to your life, of course. Who
0: are some of your favorite um, Who are some of your favorite mentors on spirituality and meditation and things like that?
1: So I've been very, uh, um, let's say, there's been grace, and I've been blessed with a lot of teachers in my life. Um, uh, I've had so I started my journey in the local you know studio in India when I was 17. But over the years I've lived in different places. I've lived in uh, Germany, Switzerland. So I did meet a couple of teachers. Which um, so one of my teachers, her name is Poonam. Um, I I mean she's probably not. No, I don't know if you know her at all. But there's Elena Brower. Which are, these are teachers. And then there's Roadstriker. But most of my teachers have. Are also from the Bihar School of Yoga, so I I do follow some of the core teachings from there. So I've had a lot of teachers and mentors That's right Yeah,
0: yeah, it's and so great. The
1: space as well.
0: The what space?
1: The mindfulness. I, I've I've had. Uh, uh, she's a rather friend mentor. Her name is Emma. Uh, she's based in Dubai, so I did a lot of ma- mindfulness work with her in Dubai. So I fi- I did find like I learned a lot about mindfulness itself through her. Yeah.
0: How could someone get deeper into mindfulness?
1: I think it's a good start is to to read about it. Like I I'm a big I'm an avid reader, right? So I read a lot, and that's why I feel like from a knowledge perspective, you can learn by reading. But at the end of the day. No, like you have to transcend thought to meditate, right? Like you have to try you have to practice. There's no other way. Right. Right. Have to sit with yourself.
0: Uh Uh-huh. One of my favorite mindfulness quotes is mindfulness is easy. You just have to remember to do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You just have to do it. Right. And I feel like once you touch that part or once you experience it, right, because we can talk endlessly about it we can talk about consciousness about awareness about brain waves brain states all of this but unless you have experienced it you don't know it and once you've mm-hmm. experienced it there's no looking back right
0: absolutely yeah well said yeah. well said unless you've experienced it there, once you've experienced it there's no looking back yeah because
1: it. when you're still in the trance of
0: uh, you know sort of
1: you know you dab- a lot of people dabble in dabble out right or we we get on to to trends and then you come out of it but once you've experienced the depths of meditation i mean i've since 2017 i've not had a day like that's a non negotiable right that becomes second nature So at least whatever, even if it's 10 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever it is, right? You don't, it's a non-negotiable in your life. It becomes a non-negotiable in your
0: life. Your your meditation practice, you're saying?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Same. Non-negotiable. I've been meditating daily every, I mean, daily for the last, I don't know, four years or so? Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's ironic because the more you meditate, the more you enjoy it, the more benefits you get from it and uh the happier you become yeah right? but i also
1: think that that uh, it's it's not always about i think the the notion of okay it's all going to be happy and it's a la la land that's also causing then um an expectation right of mm-hmm. the prep meditation and then when that's not met that again pulls people down so i think knowing that it's about building resilience more than always being in a joyful and happy state, right? That's also not, it's about the resilience because things are going to maybe go wrong or things are going to not be the way you want them to be. So how do you Mm -hmm. show up then? So it's about building the resilience and the inner, so building your inner resource, inner toolkit, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Resilience in the mind, resilience in the body, resilience in the spirit and resilience with the emotions. Yes. Love it. Kyle, thank you so much for your time today. Is there anything you want to leave the audience with?
1: Um, no, I just encourage everyone to, um, to give themselves that space and time, uh, no matter, you know, we're, we're currently in a very interesting state in the world. Um, no matter what is happening, I think uh, tapping into that part of you that is free from free from all that, Um, And gives you give yourself that space to even if it's five minutes, even if it's ten minutes, sit with yourself. You know, experience the stillness. Invest in those five ten minutes.
0: Yeah, it's just five ten minutes. Yeah, that's all it takes. Yes, awesome. Well, Pile, it was a pleasure having a conversation with you today. To everyone that's listening, go ahead and follow Pile on Instagram, P A Y A L dot. K H A N W A N I. How do you say your last name, Pile?
1: Pile Kanwani.
0: Pile Kanwani. It's yes. a beautiful name. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks so much for your time today, and I look forward to connecting again soon.
1: Yes. Thanks, Zach. Take care.